Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Brewer fans, welcome to the Brewers Trilogy podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for not only them diehard baseball fans, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. I'm Tyler, aka T Plush, your host for the show. I'm a contributor for reviewing the brew for Fansided and one of the founders at the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, which can be found on Twitter at Trilogy underscore pod. Repost a lot of content, a lot of thoughts, a lot of opinions on the Bucks, Brewers, and Packers because in Wisconsin, what else is there to talk about besides eat beer and, or eat beer, drink beer and eat cheese curds? <laughs> Man, that was flowing off the tongue so good. Thanks for laughing over there, Trevor, uh, a.k.a. Dick Sunshine Bender. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm uh, all flustered. How are you doing, Trevor? <laughs> well, I'm not eating beer, so I'm doing pretty good. Uh, the only thing that could make me better is drinking a nice cold beer. But yeah, I I don't want to be eating one. That's for sure. <laughs> well, sometimes when you get to the bottom of a keg, you get that sedimenty stuff at the bottom. You might get a little chewing action in a beer every now and then. <laughs> that's kind of healthy for you. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Uh, at least that's what I'll tell myself. <laughs> yeah, you keep telling yourself that, bud. Uh, all right, enough with the health lesson. We are here to talk some Brewers <laughs> prospects today. We are hitting on prospect number 19 and prospect number 18 today. So we've escaped the 20s. We're into the high teens. We should be getting to some more familiar names. We just went through a few international prospects, a lot of Timber Rattler players closer to 30. So this is where things start to get a little bit more exciting. And to start things off today at number 19, we have Carlos Rodriguez. So he is an outfielder in the Brewers system who hits from the left side and also throws from the left side. He was signed in 2017 as a 16-year-old who received a $1.355 million signing bonus. At that time, he was the 28th ranked international prospect dating back to 2016. So Brewers scouts expect him to move through the minors faster than your typical international signee, which is obviously very exciting. So Trevor's going to tell us a little bit about his first couple seasons as a professional hitter, and then we're going to hope that maybe he can make some appearances in A-ball in 2020. Yeah, um, before I get to that... I am sick of talking about these 16- and 17-year-olds that are receiving over-million-dollar signing bonuses. It just makes me feel terrible about myself. Yeah, I'll never see that much money in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's it's a little bit depressing, but it's not depressing talking about these young prospects that we could see in a Brewers uniform in the upcoming years. And I think what the scouts said about they expect him to move through the minors faster than other 
international signees, I think it makes a lot of sense when you listen to his stats. So over the last two years, he's been playing in the Dominican Summer League, Arizona Rookie League, and then also the Pioneer Rookie League. And his stat line over the last two years, in 104 games, he had a batting average of 327, on-base percentage of 356, slugging of 415, OPS of 770, with five home runs, 46 RBIs. He doesn't walk very much, but unlike our last podcast reviewing prospects 22, 21, and 20, this guy doesn't strike out a lot, which is very nice, and he does have a very balanced approach at the plate. Um, really is not a pull hitter, but he's not just strictly oppo. He will use all parts of the field when he is at the plate, which is good because especially in one-two counts and things like that, when the pitchers can kind of pick and choose what they want to throw, you got to be able to go with a pitch on the outside. you got to be able to pull a pitch if they try to get you high and tight with a fastball or something. So being very balanced in your hitting approach is very important, and I think that is part of the reason why he's batting over 300. Granted, it's rookie league, but the kid is, what, 18 years old at this point and over the last he could have he started at 16 like I just think he has been impressive um because like in our last podcast those young players they don't always get it right away it takes some time and it's impressive that he just kind of got it as soon as he got into professional baseball that being said he still has some work on the offensive end to continue to get better and maybe increase those walks and maybe get a little bit more power. But overall, he's been continuing to improve there and he already is a great defender. So that is great news. And then now we'll go back to Tyler for some more in-depth analysis. Yeah, so we'll back up. I'm glad you mentioned at least his progression throughout the minors because you have to think at 18 years old, He's played 104 games over these last two seasons. So you think about like all these high school prospects coming out, you know, their seasons are like, what, 40 games max. I mean, they're not used to playing every day. They're not used to the travel. So Carlos has a little bit of an advantage in that standpoint. Granted, you know, the next step for him is going to be playing over 100 games in a season and continuing with that consistency, at least batting average-wise, that he's shown at the plate and keeping himself healthy and then, uh, as Trevor mentioned, working on that plate discipline a little bit. But looking at his swing, I mean, there isn't a whole lot to analyze. It's a very short and compact swing, not a lot of movement, and you can just tell with watching him hit a few different pitches, he just goes with the ball. He has the ability to poke it just about anywhere, which is an approach that kind of reminds you of Lorenzo Cain-like. Obviously, he's hitting from the opposite side of the batter's box, but it's kind of hard for hitters sometimes to have that approach, especially at a young age. So I think that kind of relates to his lower strikeout totals and really ability to put the ball in play. So... I think that is a very underrated aspect of his game and should help him, as the scouts say, progress faster through the minors. Moving on, we will have prospect number 18 here, and that is Brandon Webb. So he is a right-handed pitcher. 
and a little bit about him before he became a brewer. In high school, he threw back-to-back no-hitters. So this was 2014, and then he ended up needing surgery. I was unable to find what surgery. I would assume it's Tommy John. All pitchers dread that. He ended up entering the draft regardless, was selected in the 38th round by the Cleveland Indians. Brandon was kind of like, eh, no thanks. So he opted out of the Indians deal, went and played college ball in Southern Carolina, and he led the conference with 128 strikeouts and 102 innings. So the decision to go to college really paid off, for then he entered the draft in 2016 and was a third-round draft pick for the Brewers. And now Trevor is going to tell us a little bit about how he's done as a Brewer minor leaguer. Those numbers that Tyler talked about, back-to-back no-hitters granted in high school, and then the 128 strikeouts and 102 innings, that sounds like a pretty exciting bunch of numbers there. And we'll get into what he's been able to do in his professional career so far, but those, those numbers, you understand why the Brewers drafted him in the third round. But getting into... His first full season in 2017 was with the Timber Rattlers, where he pitched in 86 innings with a 4.36 ERA. In 2018, he started in advanced A-ball in Carolina, where he pitched over 100 innings with a 4.2 ERA and was promoted to AA Biloxi at the end of 2018 Um, And he ended up giving up four earned runs in 20 innings, including a pretty great six-inning one-hit gem in the playoffs. In 2018, he did have a a 9.5 strikeout per nine ratio. So again, the strikeout numbers were very good in 2018 as well. Moving to 2019, he had five starts in Biloxi, which was a total of 15 innings before he actually got demoted back to advanced A-ball, where he finished out the season. And then in Carolina, he had eight more starts with a 3.44 ERA in 36 innings. So even though he got demoted back to advanced A-ball, he he did improve from his first stint there. He had 4.2 in 2018 and then in 2019 again he had 3.44 so that's some exciting progression for him even though he kind of he got demoted um i do think that shows some progress from his regard that he's able that he was able to pitch a little bit better albeit in a shorter amount of innings moving to his repertoire he's mainly a fastball curveball pitcher his fastball right now is in the mid 90s curveball upper to mid 70s and he'll also throw a split change but that pitch is more of a work in progress and that is why he mainly focuses on the fastball and curveball but getting another pitch especially if he wants to be a starter is going to be important So I will go back to Tyler and let him finish the analysis on Webb. Yeah, the demotion always sounds depressing when you talk about it, but we don't know what the full story was there. It could have been getting him back with a pitching coach where he felt comfortable or trying to regain some of that success from the previous season. So we're not exactly sure what all went in that, but... He's still the 18th ranked prospect in our system, so there's still a lot of potential there. And when you take a look at his mechanics as a pitcher, there is 
a lot going on. So that's kind of why I thought the demotion might have been to work with someone who knows him pretty well. If he's working out of the windup, he uses a rock step backwards with his left foot. So he's starting square, obviously, with the batter. That left foot actually goes behind the rubber. And then all the weight gets briefly transferred into that left foot. As he's doing that, his right foot is then coming onto the rubber, so it's turning sideways. And then he transfers all the weight to that drive leg. And then as his left leg is coming up into a leg kick, he is moving the ball up over his head with the ball and the glove. And then he makes his delivery. So there is a ton of stuff going on there, and it, it could very easily uh, his mechanics could get disrupted and that could throw off his pitching game but one thing I did find kind of funny was at least the video I watched on YouTube I was like wow this delivery looks you know somewhat similar to Freddie Peralta but then looking at Brandon Webb I was like huh He's got the facial hair of Brandon Woodruff. He's got the strap going all the way down. I couldn't quite tell if it was a little ginger-like like Brandon Woodruff's is, but that just kind of made me laugh to, to put together two of our current young guns in the MLB into one prospect, at least in terms of appearance and the way he pitches. But Trevor, do you have anything else on Brandon Webb at all before we call it a day? You sure do give some unique analysis, Tyler. <laughs> One of a kind. <laughs> Can't get this stuff anywhere else. Can't make it up. So <laughs> that's that's our niche. <laughs> <laughs> that's your niche. Don't put me in that. <laughs> all right. That's fine. Trevor's niche is he likes to eat beer. Just remember that. <laughs> all right (laughs) but that'll wrap us up today i think before we get even more off topic make sure you're following the podcast at trilogy underscore pod checking out our packers trilogy podcast and bucks trilogy podcast that you can find uh, by searching that in your listening platforms to getting all of our unique niches and takes on those teams as well but until then See you later, Brewer fans. Please drink your beer. <laughs>